market season was very, very good. And so much so we're thinking about expanding. That's next section. That's 24. That's next section. That's 24. Right. We're, my, ta- we're debriefing 23. Oh, my bad. I like to jump ahead. I'm excited to go. <laughs> First, we got to debrief. All right, let's debrief. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, what's next on the debrief items then? Welcome, Insteaders, to episode 28 of the Duster Mud podcast. On this episode, we're going to dive into 2023 and the accomplishments on the farm and with the YouTube channel, and then take a look at 2024. That's right. 2023 was a a big year. It was a lot of ups and a few downs. And we are the type of people who really look forward to setting goals and looking forward to hopefully towards a new year. Yeah. And as we look forward to what we're going to do in the new year, one of the main things for me, especially coming from a fighter pilot background, is debrief what you have already done. Yeah. And so what we're going to do today is just go through a little bit of a a 2023 debrief first, and then that will lead us into 2024 goals and aspirations. So 2023, let's start with production. Yeah. I figured up just some really rough numbers. Now this is, these are estimates, but, um, the quantities of products that the two of us produced. So y'all air to ground farms, you're looking at it. <laughs> we, have, much. we have a little bit of help from our daughters occasionally. And then my parents roll in sometimes and give us a hand, especially with things like processing chickens, or if we have a, a big farm project yeah, f- that project. we want to, yeah, that we want to accomplish, they'll come over and lend us a hand, a couple of hands. And that's always always helpful. Yeah, but for the most part, you're looking at air-to-ground farms. So keep that in mind as I go over the numbers. We are a very small farm. (laughs) Um, Very small farm. But these numbers are big to us. So uh, we produced, and now these are in people's refrigerators or freezers. Mm -hmm. So 8,500 pounds of pork, Mm -hmm. 2,000 pounds of beef, 1,500 pounds of chicken, 900 pounds of lamb, 750 dozen eggs, and 1,200 gallons of milk. That's really cool. Those are good numbers. Those are good numbers for year, full year one, really, with all of our enterprises happening all in the same year. We finally ramped up to, we produced some of each one. And I think for our first year, that's not too shabby. No, I think it's I think it's really good. Yeah. And um, with the production of the meat, the feedback that we've gotten is very good yes. from all of the customers. They um, they like the meats, they like the eggs and milk. Mm-hmm. So the product feedback has been great, also, which yeah. is which is really good. It means that we've been able to produce at a scale. Um, that's commiserate to the two of us, but yet still be able to keep the quality up such that people are happy with the product. Right. And we're happy with it too. Oh yeah. We think it tastes good too. (laughs) Yeah. Part of that's in our freezer. (laughs) That's right. Some of that's in our freezer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So what next did you have here? Market season. We did, that was our first full market. It was, we started the, Ava Farmer's Market, April the 1st, was our first market. And the 
Ava Market runs from the beginning of April through the end of October. Um, we were able to make it to every market day that the market was open. Yes, we were. It was 30 days. Of 30 markets. Market. Wow. Yeah. I didn't do that math. Yeah. He's the math guy. <laughs> yeah, 30 market days, 30 different Saturdays. Um, we were able to go to the market and hang out with folks. And an additional benefit of hanging out with people was being able to sell some of the products. That's right. I think that the main thing that I enjoy is hanging out with the people. That's kind of why I go. I like the social part. That is the benefit. Uh, yeah, that's kind of me. But being able to actually move product that watching that as it ramped up we april kind of it's slow people getting to know us we're building this business and then may was a little more june was a lot yeah and then it just really really ramped up until we have people proud to say we have people showing up to get our stuff every single week at a farmer's market and that to me is just that's what it's about yeah. And it'll get you out of bed, you sure know, will. when you know that such and such is going to show up and expect you to have their bacon till it's sold out <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or their chicken or their chicken till it's, or, sold, out. Till it's sold out because <laughs> we do sell out because we're small. So, um, but anyway, that what that market season was very, very good. And so much so we're thinking about expanding. That's next section. That's 24. That's next section. That's 24. Right. We're, my, talk, we're debriefing 23. Oh, my bad. I like to jump ahead. I'm excited to go. <laughs> First, we got to debrief. All right. Let's debrief. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, what's next on the debrief items then? Social media journey. Oh, it has been one, y'all. Uh, as y'all might know, we're accidental YouTubers at this point. We really are. But we're embracing it now. Yeah. And we love it. And we like hanging out with you guys uh, out there in the social media space and getting to know y'all through your comments and your suggestions and just the uh, all of the interaction. Yeah. We started this YouTube journey as basically gifts of cameras from our children um, with their request to put our... Um, journey online so that they can see what's going on at the farm as well. And as we started doing that, we started really learning the benefits of of what YouTube can do as far as building a community is concerned. And so we um, started uploading a few more videos. And then by the summertime, we had sort of weren't real sure where we were going with the video stuff and took a break for about a month, six weeks, and really pondered and thought about it and discussed a lot and decided that maybe a podcast would be the way to go. And um, by the end of July, we had a trailer out for the Duster Mud podcast and have been doing a weekly podcast ever since Mm -hmm. until we transitioned to twice a week. And so throughout the year, we have had... Uh, let's see, 28 episodes of the Duster Mud podcast, 18 different videos that we put up, and 133 shorts. Wow. That's not too bad. No. Accidentally. Yeah. Some of it was on purpose. Oh, um, yeah, that's really good. You know, I didn't, I hadn't really 
looked at those numbers like that. Cool. Yeah. And in addition to the YouTube stuff, I write a blog. I started out doing that daily last winter. And as things ramped up through the spring and summertime, it got to where I couldn't keep up with a daily blog. Mm -hmm. But I've figured it up. I've written over 200 blogs as well. So that's been one that we've uh, on the social media journey. The blog has definitely been a journey as well. Yeah, if you're interested in more behind the scenes of what we're doing here on the farm on a just more 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 into our thoughts i guess more into yeah. your thoughts and the daily almost happenings as to what's going on around here check that out airtogroundfarms.com if you go onto the website in the menu hit blog and it'll take you to it and there's quite a plethora of things to read there yeah. if you're interested yeah absolutely anything from ai <laughs> to <laughs> keto to military stuff sometimes sometimes what's happening just directly on the farm and just kind of whatever is just reeling around up in his head or mine and we just like to basically journal it down yeah exactly really it's kind of what it is Uh, it's been a great outlet and a, a recording of what's going on sure in the world and around here that's true so check that out yeah for sure We have had high points and low points on the farm this year. Mm. Um, As I was thinking through this, I would have to say that the low point for me for the year was um, when we found out that our milk cow Betty had Yoni's disease, Mm. and we had to make the really difficult decision and then execution, literally, of Mm. uh, putting her down. Yeah, that one was... that one was definitely the toughest one. That was that was a, a really difficult couple of days right there. Yeah. Um, as she was sick and not getting better, and we couldn't figure out why, mm-hmm. and then uh, waiting on test results, and yeah. then... Uh, Having to make the hard decision. Yeah, that day that we got it. the test results, that was, that that was, was a tough day. That was definitely the low point. Yeah. So, so for me, that was, that was the low point of the, of the year. And you know, the dairy cows are so special on any homestead or farmstead. Uh, when you're, you're with them all of all the time, you're with them multiple times a day. Sometimes they are the hub. They are the center of a homestead or a farmstead in that you go get milk from them every single day. And that milk turns into all sorts of things for the humans and the animals around and so I would have to add back to the dairy cows. One of the high points was this year when we got Stella. Yeah. Which is Betty's heifer. And we still have her. And she's about to be one year old. Yeah. And so to me, ha- getting her, we have other calves too, but the dairy cows are, are with you and you just bond with them. And we are now bonded with Stella. And that was probably one of the highest points for me Yeah, was early in the year. For, for me, the high point of the year was, again, with the dairy cows, but it was a couple of weeks after the incident with Betty when we got the test results back that Happy, our other jersey, was negative. That's right. For the disease. Yes. So that was... Yeah. And she's pregnant, and she will be calving in March. So all good, hmm. all good, all good things there. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, any other high points? 
that was the that was the highest for me. Okay, well, there are there are lots and of, of good good things on farms, yeah, sure. but I, I think the dairy cows being the hub to our farm that that it just they're highlighted. Yeah, every day. If we had to, if I had to think through and and list out some other things, I think it was really cool when we incubated our first eggs. Watching that happen, we had some very small incubators, um, and it was our first time incubating eggs, and to go from putting some eggs on the kitchen counter to having chicks uh, 28 days later was was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. When you hear peeping over there. Yeah, it was was really really cool. (laughs) Yeah, make your, all the way your own food or food creation. Yeah. that's the epitome of sustainability. Yep. Yeah. Good. Okay, what's next on your debrief list? Learning curve. Talk about the learning learning processes Mm. um, on the farm and on the social media stuff. We are in constant learn mode here. You and I are. Every, what I feel like is every day for the past two and a half years, maybe even three years because it stretches over even to before we got to this farm, learning how to farm. The learning curve is pretty steep. Yeah. One of the things that we try to focus on in a fighter pilot debrief is a root cause analysis. So if something goes wrong, going all the way back down to, can you find the root of the issue? And I would say probably the biggest thing that we learned on the farm this year was had to do with our sheep operation. And we, we just, we were losing sheep and we couldn't figure out why. And we were treating for all different kinds of things, and nothing really seemed to work. And so as we really started doing a root cause analysis and digging deep down into what was going on, we were able to figure out that at the end of the day, I think that their nutrition was just lacking. We were trying very hard to go with a grass-only system. and Pasture-only. Yeah, pasture-only, hay. With hay, yeah. But a a grass-only system, and our pastures don't support that. Just bottom line, not for the number of sheep that we're wanting to have as a production flock. uh, Our pastures just don't support it. So we got wrapped up in ideology and hanging on to something that was ideal an ideal situation and a and an ideology that we really really wanted to work still do but it doesn't yeah we wanted it to work so badly we forced it and we forced it and we forced it and we did we continue to see failure <laughs> failure failure but not knowing why because of our lack of experience, led us down the path of true, just trial and error, finally enough research and just kind of not giving up on it, but having to let go of an ideology that just wasn't working. Yep. And so we started doing it differently and kind of took notes from a friend and Mentor. Mentor, sheep owner, and shepherdess, and just took notes from what was happening there and said, you know what, we're going to change. And we did, and wow. And wow. It it was an actual decision that we made. The decision was, are we going to continue with our ideological approach 
until the entire operation fails? That's an option. Or are we going to change, go away from ideology, and try a different system to see if potentially a different management system works better? Mm -hmm. And we chose to try a different management system, even if it was against our ideology. Yes. And so far, about, what, four months into it now, it's working amazingly. The whole program, the whole program has turned around. Yeah. And it, if we want to have sheep, if we want to raise lamb, this is what we ha- we're going to have to do at, at this scale. Yeah. Potentially, maybe one day our pastures will be better. Mm-hmm. Or if we decide that we're going to scale back to the point where we're producing only for ourselves... Oh, At sure. that point, sure. maybe we could transition back to a grass-only system. Something that just came into my mind was, is it perfect? And then I said to myself, define perfect. Right. If you can define perfect, I don't know. There is no perfect. There's no perfect in agriculture. Because everywhere is different. Yeah. Every piece of land is different. Every climate is different. Every farmer is different. It's all different. So there's not a perfect. Yep. But if you can make something work and keep it going and grow good food, then that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And on the social media front, the learning curve, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the learning curve. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, that, that, <laughs> there's been a learning curve. <laughs> Tell us about the learning curve. <laughs> My gracious sakes. <laughs> the the hundreds of hours that we've spent oh. learning about YouTube and how to do things. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been a, a very, very interesting journey. Mm. Um, and I would say we're just starting. Oh, yeah. We just don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was texting a friend earlier. Hey, should we this? Should we that? We, we still, we just don't know. Yeah. But, we're, but we're feeling it out. And just like the sheep... And just like the farming and other things that we've done in our lives, just because we don't know how to do it doesn't mean that we ain't going to do it. That's true. Um, I, I remember and looked back on the first blog that I wrote. It said something like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> but Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> here's, a, here's a blog. I don't think you even knew what blog stood for at that point. Nope. Nope. And Yeah. So learning how to make videos, that's a thing. Yeah. Learning how to upload the videos, the, the learning curve is, is steep. <laughs> the first video I uploaded, it took almost three days. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it was just on the wrong setting with bad internet. I mean, you know, and it wasn't good, but your first videos are never going to be good. So if you're thinking about making a YouTube channel, just do it. And make a video. It's going to be bad. It is. And then your 10th one, it's going to be bad too. (laughs) But hopefully better. But hopefully better than the first. And then by the time you get to the 100th, maybe it'll be better than the 10th and just keep getting better. But that's everything in life, you know. And we just continue to challenge ourselves and keep making better, better content. That's right. So looking ahead to 2024. Oh, good. We finally get to the future. There we go. Now you're in here. (laughs) What are we going to do next? Goals and plans (laughs) for 24. Yes. We've discussed doing an additional market. We have. 
there's a small town outside of Springfield that has a decent market. And we're considering doing that on Thursdays. We haven't made the decision yet. We would love to do another market. And that one I think would be a fun one to do. The community around that area is really cool. So it would be a fun market. It's just another, you know, basically day's commitment to something else off the farm. Yeah. And that is just not easy. No. The Saturday market that we did for 30 weeks in 2023 was a commitment and it it took a lot it takes a lot to go to the market even just once a week and so i know a lot of people do two or three markets or more um but for us adding that second market is a, a significant commitment but we're seriously considering it we are we are seriously considering it and Yeah, it'll be a completely different experience than our Saturday market. Yeah? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll announce if we are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The the Saturday market will continue. Oh, yeah. No, we're there. So that one's good. So as we go into 2024. For our Ava people. Yeah, as we go into 2024, definitely committed to the Saturday market. Yeah, we're already gearing up and thinking about it. And yeah, I I wouldn't say that we're we're enjoying the break, but we will be happy when April the 1st comes around and we can get back to the market on Saturdays. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And doing things better at the market, I think for me, just embracing the social aspect of the farmer's market, which was something that I wasn't sure that I would like, but turns out I really do like Mm -hmm. it. And so um, for me, I I think that's probably going to be one of the bigger things is really embracing that part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Although it is exhausting. We come home and take a nap. Sometimes. We, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes every time. Sometimes. No, we take, y'all, we come home after the, far, the farmer's market and we put our stuff away. We eat lunch and we kick back in our recliners and we snore. Sometimes. <laughs> the other thing in 2024 we're looking at doing is increasing our chicken production. Yeah, um, by a couple hundred, I think. How many? Yeah, we were we did about three hundred and fifty this year, mm-hmm. and three seventy five somewhere in that range. And next year, I believe that we agreed on somewhere in the six hundred range. So not quite double, but almost. The thing that that's going to allow us to do is have more fresh chicken each couple every couple of weeks at the farmers market. And we will, so we will always stay in supply this season. Um, we also scheduled it a little differently. We're going to end earlier. Yeah. So this year, the way we did it was we we brought onto the farm eighty birds every maybe four to five weeks. Mm-hmm. And next season, coming up in twenty twenty four, we're going to bring onto the farm fifty birds at a time. But we're going to do that every two weeks. Right. And that is a number that in the event that our chicken processing help doesn't want to come over here every two weeks, <laughs> 50 birds is something that you and I, maybe Michaela and or Rebecca, just an extra hand in there, we can get that done yeah. in a day. Yep. And we're going to be able to get that done in a day because what are we going to do? We're talking about at least. <laughs> <laughs> If we can make it happen. Building a chicken processing facility, just a a rudimentary, you know, three walls and a roof, but give us a place where 
we can run some plumbing and run some electric and have a better setup. Because right now, the way we're able to do it is is um, we have to take things up and down every time that we want to do the processing. So and, and that time and that labor, just the setup and the teardown is so much. It's a, that part is tiring. And if we can eliminate that, then we can we can crank out some birds. Yeah, it'd be it'd be much nicer to mm-hmm. not have to set up and take down every single time. So I would hope that on our Friday farm videos that that project would be on there. Yeah, for sure. That's what I, I yeah. So we can bring you guys along as we develop that whole chicken processing station. Yeah. 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 Maybe. No, we'll do it. Oh, okay. We'll do it. Yeah. The maybe was the if we build it. Oh, yeah, definitely. If oh, we build it. They will come. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also bought more layers. That's right. We have 50-ish new layers out there. So we are going to have more eggs at the farmer's market this year. Yeah, we should be bringing in five to six dozen eggs a day. Yeah, if you go back, you'll see that episode where we doubled down on our eggs. That's right. So chicken eggs. um, We should definitely have more eggs for the farmer's market, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, We mentioned uh, the change in our sheep operation Mm -hmm. in 2023. Yes. The result of that change in the sheep operation, we will find in 2024 come about April the 1st. Yes, because when you have 65 ewes, and some of them have twins, a lot of them do, y'all can probably do the math on that one. We're going to have a whole lot of lambs. Yeah, I think our ewe number right now sits right at 69, I believe. And if you look at about a 1.5 uh, ratio of lambs per ewe, because mm-hmm. quite a few of them will twin, but not all of them. Right. So mm-hmm. if you just say 1.5, that puts you over 100 lambs. Yeah. And at a 50-50 mix, that's 50 lambs that will be processed this coming year. Yeah, or sold the process. <laughs> yeah. We haven't made the decisions on that yet, on that bit, uh, how we're going to do that. Well, it, it the, the possibility is there, at least, that yes. there's about 2,000 pounds of lamb that we produce this coming year. Yes. So and, a little over double. And we probably won't keep all of the ewe lambs. We'll pro- maybe we can sell some ewe lambs. So after the lambs, the... I think probably the big decision we have to make in 2024 is whether or not we bring on to the farmstead another dairy cow. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, that's a big decision. Do we replace Betty? And it really boils down to, are we wanting to sell milk or Mm -hmm. are we not wanting to sell milk? Missouri is one of the states where it is legal to sell raw milk off the farm. Mm -hmm. And what we found was that there's a lot of people that are wanting raw milk. And we have um, a raw, full cream, A2, A2, Jersey milk. And a lot of people really came to rely on us for their milk. And that feels 
really good. It's another one of those things on the farm that's mm-hmm. really cool to do is, you know, helping to provide for people and their families. And mm-hmm. so that there was a great sense of satisfaction as we were able to sell the milk. Um, it It's a lot of hard work, though. Yeah. Going out there and milking an extra cow is fine, but washing all of the bottles, managing the milk, managing the bottles, the customers, all of that, it is... There, there's a lot of time and energy that goes into it. Yeah, so that's that's a big decision that we have to make, is mm-hmm. as well as the financial decision. Yeah, cows aren't cheap. No, especially not A two A two Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, so there's a financial decision we have to make, right. or part of the decision is right. finance. Do we do it or well. not? Yeah, yeah. So more to come on that. Yeah, I'm we, talking to somebody right now. We'll, I don't know. We'll see. We want to. We and do want to. We're hesitant as well. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. If you guys have any inputs on it, go ahead and throw them out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> let us know what your thoughts are. <laughs> Social media strategy. Where are we going in 2024? Forward. Let's go forward. We're going forward. I tell you with the blog, I'm being able to keep up with a a Tuesday, Thursday, t- sorry, Tuesday, Friday. Tuesday, Friday. Um, blog and Good. that's that's being okay that pace mm-hmm. is being okay for me yeah and so i i plan to continue a tuesday friday blog so as far okay. as that part of social media yeah we'll just keep going so the duster mud podcast is going to continue for into everdom i mean yeah there, there, i don't see a time when we don't do this uh in, for the foreseeable future i, I really don't yeah and the, the twice a week working the twice a week is definitely working. Okay. Um, what we're doing with that, if it has, it may not have been obvious, but on Mondays we're releasing a podcast where we try to be a little bit shorter and we talk about a comment or a question that we've gotten on a previous podcast mm-hmm. or a previous farm video. So or, it, yeah, Monday is really like a, a Q and A type session, mm-hmm. um, viewer or listener interaction. Yep. Thursday's the long form where we'll cover food, freedom, and farming. Any topic within that's those three, underneath those three subheadings. Yep. And then Fridays is going to be things like uh, a farm project or right. loading and delivering the lambs to the processor. A farm video yeah. outside or an inside video. We have one in the works uh, about our pantry. Somebody asked for a video on our keto pantry. How do you stock that? So that's coming hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I could see us doing like some different cooking things. Bringing you guys into the kitchen. How we, you know, after five years of doing keto, how do we throw together a quick keto meal? Right. So that I I see us doing something like that on Fridays also. Full up video on Fridays and podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Shelly's really the one that is doing the shorts right now. And I, I think you're having fun with those. Oh, I am. Yeah. And so fun. I would I would expect, I don't know, four or five a week. Oh, would yeah. Be my guess. Yeah. On the shorts. And we're committed to this pace on the social media stuff, at least through mid-year. So yep. um, we wanted to, to give ourselves a goal, but also give ourselves the opportunity to adjust um, if we need to. So mm-hmm. we're going to go mid-year on this pace mm-hmm. and then sit back and review and, right. and see Let's see how, how things are working for us. Right. We don't want to burn out. No, but we're having fun right now. We are. But so, if we add another market and another cow, 
And more chickens and, and more, more chickens layers, and more processing and, more and building eggs. a building. <laughs> 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 we have to be careful. Let's add another video. <laughs> yeah, we have to be careful. <laughs> Clark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we'll, we're, we are going to do this until June and then we'll reevaluate. Yeah. I think that wraps up our goals and plans for 2024. Cool. Well, it's going to be an exciting year. I know it is. It's going to be busy, but it's going to be good. Yeah. And we wanted to take just a moment um, on this particular podcast to say thank you. Thank you so much, all of you, for your support, whether it's through the farm, at the Ava Farmers Market, uh, your friendships that we've made uh, back last year. And the new ones that we're making through this platform, we couldn't thank you more. It's really neat, the, especially the folks that comment on a, a lot of our different videos. To build a relationship even through YouTube is, is being really fun to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so just t- take this opportunity to say a heartfelt thank, thank you. Thank you. And we look forward to getting to know all of you even more Yeah, this next year. And. I got to tell you, I'm excited about what we're what we're doing this year. Oh, good. Me yeah. too. I, I mean, am too. This is. I think it's going to be a really good year, a I really cool too. year. So yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, and you guys come along with us, and we'll we'll do this together. Yeah. So there we have it. A debrief from 2023 to include high points and low points, yeah. and then a look at 2024, some goals and some plans, and where we're going in the future. All right. So if you haven't, hit the subscribe button. The best way you can help us is to share our videos. That's right. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. How about Now we can just look at the camera. In the lens, not at the red dot, not above it, not behind it. Just in the eyeballs. Need you to talk some. Talk some. Welcome to the Duster Mud Podcast, episode 64. 32. Blue, 32. 24. Omaha. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Omaha, that's Omaha, what, Nebraska. Dax says, Dax says, yeah, here, here we, we go. go. I guess they all have their own style. Hut, hut. Used to be the only thing. Hut, hut. Hut, hut. Hut, hut. That was yeah. it. That was hut. as creative as y'all got. That was it. Hike. On two. Hut one. Hut two. <laughs> That's true. Uh, on three. <laughs> hut three. I really did that, didn't uh-huh. Now we, they came up with other words. Hike, hike. H- hike became hut like March became harch. Hut one. Hut. Hut two. Hut three. Hut four. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe it'll work. We'll have options. Certainly. Options All are right. good. Here we go.
You starting this? Sure. Okay. Or you can. No, go ahead. I don't care. You've been thinking about it. I have. There you go. You gotta have your first sentence. So I've, right. been pl- I've been trying. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Fiddling. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm probably done fiddling. Okay. Hmm. I'm not gonna say what episode right now. Okay. If you do what episode is it? Because I don't know. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. You can say that part. Welcome to the Duster Mud Podcast. We're so happy to have you here today. 